Welcome to XR Class Podcast. My name is Baba Tunde Fatai and I am the host for the show. XR Class Podcast is where I speak to leaders in the industries, enthusiasts, people that are actually doing the work to create the metaverse, people that are in the AI industry, people that are in the XR industry to better understand the past of these technologies and how they currently influence us, the present, what sort of growth is going on, and the future, what should we expect. For this episode, I will be speaking to Ingrid Skrede. Ingrid is the CMO and co-founder at Ludenso. Ludenso is an educational technology company made by thinkers and makers who build simple learning tools that include all learners. So far, more than 10,000 young creative minds have used their product to learn, create, and explore true playful AR experiences. They are a small but mighty young squad of people working hard to change the educational sector and education as we know it, while helping students become future-ready with AR experiences. They have been doing this in close collaboration with innovative teachers, leading universities, as well as experts from the tech and publishing industries. They are a passionate team of doers with strong values that they convey through the things that they do. I would advise you to check out their AR solutions because they are awesome. I actually came across the brand when I was in school, and I am honored to speak to Ingrid. Let's begin. Welcome on the show, Ingrid. Thank you. Nice to meet you. So um, before we begin, uh, I think those that are listening would really like to know who Ingrid is, like, more about you. So please give a bit of introduction. Yeah, thank you. So my name is Ingrid Skreda and I'm the co-founder and CMO of Ludenso. Um, my background is in engineering, but I'm now working mainly with uh, researching AR in education and uh, talking with a bunch of teachers, students, publishers and seeing how we can create a real impact for learners through augmented reality. And uh, yeah, I'm just very excited to be to be here today. I'm also excited to have you. Uh, my first question would be, when was the first time you came across XR? When was that your earliest memory, the first time you saw the technology and what sort of impact or influence did it have on you? Yeah, that's a good question. I think perhaps the first time was when I was studying mechanical engineering back in 2013 or something. I was wearing a headset uh, someone at school had brought it and we could try out a roller coaster. And mm. I remember the surprise of the immersiveness and that I thought I was going to fall when we were descending in the roller coaster. So it was definitely a strong experience. Mm. Do, do you think that experience changed you in any way or brought you to this path of co-founding Luzenso and going down the path of XR? I think it was more of a eye-opener of what you could do with technology and uh, just making me curious and i don't think i knew that it would be the field i would be working in five years later so mm-hmm. maybe maybe somewhere deep inside <laughs> okay so what drove you to co-found Ludenso? what was that story Eric, harold and me so my co-founders we all have a very strong drive to make a, a social impact through utilizing technology. 
And when we tried out augmented reality for the first time in a classroom with students, it really changed everything for us. We really saw immediately the students were becoming really engaged. The teacher was saying that, oh no, I have students that I think are weak students suddenly explaining things to others. And we just felt like, okay, we may not know exactly what we want to do with AR in education, but this is definitely a place where we can make a real impact. So that's sort of where it started, I think. Mm. So uh, I hear there's a story behind the name. Would you care to share more about that? Yeah, of course. So the word ludens comes from Latin. It means uh, be like play or fun or... So homo ludens is the playful human. And for us at Ludenza, what it means is that we want to create fun and playful and engaging technologies, but we also want to have fun at work. So for instance, we every week we do workouts together and then we would play like the floor is lava and uh, just be silly. So it's, uh, it's about having fun every day. Well, 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 that's quite interesting that you said fun. At least the little knowledge I have about Ludenso is it is for learning. I know learning should be fun. Tell the audience a bit more about what Ludenso, the brand, is about. So the technology we're developing now is actually a tool for publishers to give editors and authors the superpower of creating really immersive learning experiences coupled with their traditional textbooks. So what it means is that if you're a student, you could take up your phone, scan a book, and out of it you could have erupting volcanoes, or you could look at the inside of an eye, or you could have videos or audio files playing from the pages. So you sort of bridge the digital and the physical worlds together uh, to let students learn in their own preferred way. So they don't only have to read a book. For some students, reading is the perfect way of learning, whereas for others, maybe looking at the video sort of embedded like in the Harry Potter style is more helpful way of approaching the curriculum. I see. So before we started working with publishing houses, we also created a tool um, that would allow students themselves to be creators. So it's a 3D modeling tool, which is very simple, yet easy to learn, and that allows students to utilize simple geometric shapes and build in 3D. So this program is called Ludenso Create, and it's something we developed with the service of special needs here in Norway to include learners with different learning barriers. I, I find your solution quite interesting, right? So there are people that gain knowledge from just reading books, but you are adding the massive aspects to it. What, what sort of results have you seen from adding an massive aspects to just the normal 2D reading of books? What sort of results have you seen? So the results we're seeing is, um, I think the main benefits that teachers are telling us about is that they now have a simple way of including all learners because everyone has the same book and those who want to read can still keep reading. Those who want to listen to their pages and just scan the book and get the audio file can uh, utilize the audio aspect of it, whereas those who are more explorative learners or visual learners can bring learning experiences to life and really visualize it in 3D. And so now that you don't have to go out and find special resources for a student with dyslexia or, well, they don't have to spend all those time and resources ahead of a lesson to plan something that is tailored for everyone. Now they can suddenly include everyone with the same tool more easily. 
So, so I understand where the name comes from now because I think it makes reading or things that people, students might find hectic a bit fun. So I saw some demos online where they were prehistoric animals and things like that. I think those things will be things that would engage students more. So what are you doing to make this amazing technology spread around to as many people as possible, to as many students as possible? So we are uh, fortunate to be working with great publishing houses. And many publishing houses are, let's say, 200 years old. They've spent centuries to build up large distribution channels and get really talented pedagogues and subject experts on board. They may not be very tech savvy necessarily, but that's where we are trying to help them to succeed. So to reach many students, we are simply working with publishers who are already in these classrooms. So we started out in Scandinavia um, with the publisher here in Norway and are now expanding to publishers globally. So the next launch we'll be having is going to be in the United Kingdom and so that's going to be very, very exciting. Um, do you have any plans for Africa? Not yet, <laughs> but if there's anyone who knows anyone in the publishing industry in Africa, I would really love to hear from them because uh, I think there's oh. huge potential there. I see. The reason I mentioned Africa is because you organized or collaborated with the Nimeki Design uh, Challenge. You've done that twice now, at least when yeah. I was in school, you did that. Is there a direct goal for Africa or it is just more about collaboration till you have that means to penetrate the market? I think the hackathons we had were really, really inspiring and fun and it um, gave us uh, a network many places in Africa with really talented people who wanted to create new ideas in augmented reality. And I would love to do more similar activities this was with Ludenso Create, the product where we did 3D modeling, but now our entire team is focusing the efforts on the uh, textbook experience. Because we figured out as a small startup, we can't do everything at once. And I think the creative part will take part later down the roadmap. But now we need to fully focus on the publishers. So mm. I definitely mm. think we are going to be in discussions with African publishers for sure. Okay, I would also try my best to know someone that knows someone and probably put, <laughs> uh, probably put you in contact if that's okay. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So can you give an example of your first AR enhanced textbook and how that experience went? Yeah, so I think that the best example I have is an anatomy book that we have out in schools here in Norway, where students at the age of 16 until 17 who are they're not nursing students yet, but they are sort of preparing to go into nursing or medicine. And so this book has um, different type of AR enrichments. And by that, I mean they have audio files, so you can listen to podcasts and get additional information coupled with your book pages. They have language support, so you can scan the front of every chapter and get the keywords in your own native language. So for instance, in Norway, there's a lot of minority students who come from Poland, Ukraine, Saudi Arabia, like all over the world. And they may know a little Norwegian, but not necessarily uh, like digestive system or words like that, which is necessary when you want to become a nurse. And so you could scan your book page, pick your language, and you could get these words explained to you so that it's easier to follow the lessons. Then you have the 3D models, of course, which are the coolest one, which is like the live 
image of a beating heart which comes out of your book page or you could look at organs or the lymph system and see how the blood is transferred through your body and just like as a student you could see things that's hard to understand from just reading a text or from just looking at a picture but here you can really open it up look at it from the inside and interact with it Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's how this book is working. So I, from the things I've seen so far and from the things you've said, it seems you are very focused on kids and kids, but even adults like myself would like to learn in an experiential way. Are there plans for that? We are actually in discussions with publishers in higher education as well. So we're going to do our first pilots with older students now in the coming months. I think that's going to be really exciting and interesting to try out because as you mentioned so far we've been in primary and secondary education Uh, but i think like when you get older the complex in school also gets more and more abstract and hard to understand and so visualization Mm -hmm. is more and more lost the older you get but i think it's still a very very good way of grasping complex concepts so looking forward to exploring it more for adults yes Uh, so so from Many things that you've explained so far, what I've seen is inclusivity is very important to you. You've been trying to deal with, I don't know, students, you said students or people that deal with certain medical conditions. Why is the focus towards that aspect and how important is that to your brand? Well, I think if you can make something work for students with learning challenges or difficulties, it's gonna work for the regular student as well. So if you take into mind that 5% of students have dyslexia, 5% have dyscalculia, some percentages have ADHD, like there's a lot of challenges a teacher is facing when they're trying to tailor a lesson to their students. And it's easy for these students to feel overseen or lack confidence and fell out of school or just not feel motivated or successful at school. But if you can tailor to these students, then all the other students will benefit as well. So that's why I think it's important to do user testing and to do, to make the editors of publishing houses and also the teachers aware of the impact you can make when you utilize augmented reality for learning. Mm -hmm. I see what you mean. So um, what do you, think the future of AR looks like, especially when it comes to the educational sector, because currently you are utilizing AR to the fullest potential and in the educational sector. So what does that future look like, do you think? Oh, that's a fun question. Um, I believe that the physical world is going to become more and more enhanced. So we are going to expect more from our physical learning resources than we do today and that the virtual and the physical worlds are going to merge more seamlessly. So also, I think this is going to be driven by more accessibility and also by hardware. So if you ask me, I think in a, not in a few years, but in some years from now, we are going to see that mobile headsets are going to take over the role that the mobile devices are having today. Mm. Mm. Do you imagine there will be more companies like Ludenso trying to apply it in the educational sector this way? Yeah, definitely. And I hope so. I welcome all other AR companies wanting to make a positive impact on learning. I think there's endless opportunities here. Are you sure you welcome um, competitors? 
Are you saying yeah. that? <laughs> I think AR is in such an early phase, even still in the educational sector, that if we can show that, okay, but these kids here, they learn language better through the use of this application, then if you utilize this for learning anatomy, then it's going to give you an enhanced learning experience. And so if you just find your niche and become an expert, then I think it's good to have competitors showing that AR has a place in the classroom because that has still not been adapted fully. It's more in an idea stage for a lot of municipalities and schools around the world. They're not utilizing it yet, so we need success stories. Oh, I see what you mean. AR, the technology itself is quite new and it's it needs to grow. It needs to grow a lot. And there are a lot of companies that are actually making that happen, that growth happen. And I believe, at least in terms of adoption, that your company is one of the leading ones, sincerely. Right. So um, how complicated is it to create um, an experience, an educational experience with Rudenso? Or how, how complicated is, is that? And what sort of devices do readers or kids need to be able to access your experiences? So for a student, if you want to access the experiences, you need an AR compatible device. So you need a mobile phone or a tablet. And if you have an iPhone, it is iPhone 6 or a newer version. And for Android, it's similar uh, requirements. But the Android is, of course, a more fragmented um, set of mobile devices. So we're basing it on ARKit and ARCore. So it's possible to find an overview online of what mobiles are included in that list. Um, but for an editor, picture that you are a science editor and you've been writing books the last 20 years about, let's say, chemistry. And then you're really good at finding or making a team come together and find the right pictures, the right text, everything to make the book come together but you're not necessarily very good at understanding how to utilize augmented reality. And though it's simple today to utilize QR codes to create a single app experience where you can see an experience in AR, sort of bringing this into the complex process of publishing books and to have the experiences on all the book pages and having data on what chapters are being used when and where and understanding the student behavior and the pedagogical aspect that's been really really complex until now but what we're trying to achieve at Rudenso is to take the creative power out of the hands of developers and over to those with subject knowledge so that they can drag and drop on a computer in a web platform just uh, 3d resources they want or to add all the really high quality resources the publishing houses already have. Like they already produce a lot of videos that are really good, but that the students are not really seeing or utilizing because it's like if you're a teacher and you're reading a book and you're telling your students, okay, everyone, bring up your computer, open Chrome, go into the publisher's website, go to this book, go to this chapter, go to this video. And this could take 10 minutes, right, of all the students having to log in and suddenly you've lost half of their attention. So, so making that, having people access videos in just a second is actually a game changer for the publishers. Okay, so I, I think we need to break this down a bit for those that do not understand what Rudenso do. So basically a person takes out their book 
right? If they have a compatible device, they scan, they're able to scan that book and an AR experience is deployed. So that experience could be a video, it could be an animated 3D um, character or 3D assets that describes or tries to portray the detail explained on that page. Is this correct? Yes, absolutely. So uh, let's speak a bit about your two main products, Udenso Explore and Udenso Create. So can you tell me what the difference between those are and how useful or what sort of use would people, can people find in those products? Yeah, so Ludenso Explore is the app I just described where you are scanning a textbook and getting learning experiences coupled with the specific context that you're learning about. And this is something that's in a closed beta and which is now being utilized in schools in Norway and which will be utilized uh, in other European countries in this fall. And then we hope to open the platform in the next 18 months for other publishers. And it's helping students by letting them get more authentic learning experiences about stuff that they are already working with. So that could be everything from science books and seeing how the earth looks on the inside or what the first dinosaur looked like. You can have a dinosaur climbing out of your book and flying and showing you what it looked like. So for a teacher, they would be like, yeah, it's a lot of pictures and text in the book the students don't remember a year later, but this dinosaur climbing out of their book, they talk about it a year later. So this is really good for helping students remember their learning content and also have more fun in the learning experience. And Rodenso Create is a product we made before Explore. And we wanted students to not only be passive consumers in a normal lesson and just listening to a teacher and trying to reproduce what the teacher says by writing. So we thought, what if they can solve problems in 3D and explore their creations in AR? So we have arts and crafts, for instance, as a subject here, and they would normally do architecture projects, for instance, and draw by hand on a paper. So what we wanted them to do was to rather plan it on paper, then do the idea in 3D, and then walk around in their own sort of village in augmented reality and explore their own creation, come to life in the schoolyard. And for a teacher, it's not necessarily intuitive why students should create an AR. Why is this helpful for their education? I have my curricular goals to, to worry about. I don't see why this future skill is necessary for me to educate students on. So what we did was that we created a portal with lesson plans. So we teamed up with professors and uh, educators here and had them create tasks for their subjects. So everything from religious projects to science projects to mathematics. And then you could sort of sort by um, age level of the student and what subject you wanted to teach. And also if you wanted to bring in like sustainability or democracy or any topics into that. And then you would get suggestions for from pedagogues on what sort of things you could have your students create in AR. Unfortunately, it's something we're not working on now because we had to choose between Lorenzo Create and Lorenzo Explore. We couldn't be working at both things at the same time as we're a small team of 10 people. So we have put it 
available for free on our website. So everyone who wants to play around with it or use it for educational lessons or whatever, they are free to utilize it. It was created with the Ministry of Education in Norway and not Ministry Directorate of Education here and the service for special needs students. And it was sort of the first product that we were able to create in AR and bring out to students. So it's been, it's been a fun journey and I look forward to bringing it back to life later on. Right. right. So your main focus now is Ludenso Explore. Correct. Right. Okay, so since Ludenso Explore is your main focus, um, so if I were a publisher or someone that has written a book, right, how would I be able to create those experiences? Do I have to approach Ludenso as a brand and ask Ludenso to create the sorts of experiences I need? Or is there a way for me to create them myself and deploy them? So today you would have to contact us and we would set up a call and discuss your goals and timeline. And then we would look at what resources you have and if you are already working in blended learning. So if you already have both digital and physical resources, because if you already have podcasts, videos, questionnaires, in-depth articles online, we could couple it with your book. And then that's a very quick and easy process. It's just drag and drop in the portal and you can do it yourself as a publisher. You would just get a login from us. If you want 3D assets, we already have a pedagogical library of models connected to curriculum. But this is growing very quickly and it's also very open these days to ideas and needs of publishers. So if you were to join in now, you could also request 3D models that aren't in the library already. I see. Can I create mine and send them to you for you to use for my book? What or do I have to use? So can I create my own 3D models and send them to you? As a publisher, can I create my own 3D models and send them to you for you to utilize in my own book? Or am I restricted to just your own 3D models? Yeah, so we're not creating the 3D models in Ludenso. We are utilizing okay. existing 3D library models from like everything from Unity Asset Store to TurboSquid to like just a lot of these models are meant for gaming purposes and not for pedagogical purposes. So what we're doing is like quality assuring that this can be used for teaching purposes. So uh, you, you could definitely bring in a, a 3D model if you already had one. Okay, okay, okay. So um, are there other products apart from Explore and Create? Or those are the two main focus? At least Explore is the main focus, but are there other products apart from those? No, so that's the two things that we uh, are, are creating. The company started out as a spin-off from a company called Movie Mask and sort of came out from the hardware space. So we initially started out making headsets and this company is still running and uh, we at Ludenso are still in touch with the people working there. Um, but it's not something we at Ludenso are creating. But if you're interested in mobile hardware, I would definitely recommend checking it out. Oh wow, I will, I will, I will. What did you call, say, call the anime game? You said Movie Max? Yeah, exactly. They've changed their name to Immerse Optics now, by the way. So, but I, I'm sure you'll find it if you search for Movie Mask. Okay, 
So um, what is the goal for Denso in the next few years? Doesn't need to be something extensive, but still, is there that goal? Maybe it is to publish 2,000 books. What is that goal for Denso in the next few years, do you think? It's funny that you say 2,000 books, because I would say that's actually the goal. What we aim to do, like overall, is to create a world where all students have the same opportunity as everybody else to thrive and enjoy learning regardless of their preferred learning style. So in the next few years, we aim to reach uh, close to a million monthly users where more than 100,000 of these would be in the segment of underserved students. And so it's important for us to sort of create solutions where we include more learners, as you were already mentioning. <laughs> I think we'll achieve this by working with more than 100 publishers globally with more than 2,000 AR titles, but that's like a good metric or number to see how we can have the impact we want to make. I see. The Metaverse is booming now, at least the name and everything. Do you see Ludenso playing in that space anytime soon, in any way, in any capacity? We are working closely in the segment of the Metaverse, yeah. We're at the intersection of publishing, education and the Metaverse. And I think if people are curious about how we are targeting it, then the best way to follow the progress would probably be to follow us on social media and just see how it evolves. Okay, that's cool then. So, uh, well, questions about the metaverse. First and foremost, each person, if you are familiar, everybody has their own definition of what they think the metaverse is. I'm interested in your own personal definition. So do not worry, no one will do this against you. It's your own personal definition. So what do you think the metaverse is? <laughs> I think it's a hard question and uh, it's something that I feel like I really should know. But what it is, is it's like a loosely defined concept referring to immersive, lifelike spaces where people can come together and freely interact. And this could be through VR or AR, it could be well, both on goggles, but also more on like regular device screens. I guess that just depends on how far you put the screen into your face. But I really think that the metaverse is a place that kind of already exists. Because you already have virtual realms where people can come together in closed platforms in a gaming world, such as Fortnite or Minecraft. But in the future, I think it will also be integrated more closely with your daily life, like in the workplace or for entertainment and classrooms. And yeah, so I think the metaverse is going to evolve. It's not going to be one single day where you're going to say, now we have the metaverse. It's already started. I see. I see. I think that's an awesome definition to be sincere. So, uh, what do you think about the hype related um, around the metaverse? Do you think it is just a bubble that might break? Do you think people are just screaming the metaverse, or do you think it is actually realistic? At least this vibe around it currently is realistic. Well, I think it's. Uh, I follow this hype with a curious mind. It's fascinating to see in-game real estate purchases or live concerts come to life. And um, but what I think is interesting is the opportunities it creates for young people everywhere to get better tools for exploring and learning. And I think in the near future, we're going to see massive positive change, especially in STEM fields, where you have 
more authentic simulations or immersive collaboration experiences, which will transfer knowledge in ways that haven't been possible before. So yeah, it is a marketing hype, but I think it will have a real impact. Okay, so um, do you, what are the hopeful features or not so hopeful features um, you think would, do, do you project for the metaverse in the next 10 years, 20 years, where do you think we would be around at least when it comes to the metaverse? I hope it's going to be a place where you can have more inclusive and authentic access to learning experiences, which will spark joy and empower a wider audience of different learners across the world. So that's sort of my hopes for the metaverse. So thank you very much. And before you leave, I think if there's anything you want to say about Udenso, there are many people listening right now that are just hearing Udenso for the first time. So what would be your advice to them in terms of checking your products out or people that have just listened to the information you just gave, how would they come in contact? What sort of way do you think people should start thinking about Udenso and how should they come in contact with the brand? Or how should they utilize the brand appropriately? Yeah, so if you just want to try out AR creation yourself for free, I would just go and use Ludenso Create on ludenso.com. If you want to stay in touch, start conversations, share ideas, ask questions, feel free to reach out on LinkedIn or Twitter. Um, and yeah, I hope to hear from people after this and uh, get some new ideas. Thank you very much for this smooth, smooth, smooth interview. Uh, not an interview, sorry. <laughs> Thank you very much for this smooth um, conversation, Ingrid. Um, I really learned a lot from you, right? And I look forward to Renzo achieving a hell of a lot. A hell of a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. And thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. So thank you very much for coming on the show, Ingrid. Bye. All right, bye.